My name is Steve Gutzman. I am your host, and I am joined, as always, by my very good friend of far too long, Dana Brown. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, Steve. How are you? I am doing all right. We are inching ever closer to Shadowlands. We are. I feel like it's a snail's pace at this point. It really is. It feels like waiting for a holiday, but it's not a fun wait. Like, I like waiting for holidays generally. It's exciting. But right now, it's just chores. Because now, everything we do in World of Warcraft is because we're getting ready for an expansion. And so getting ready, it just makes it – it does – it definitely turns it into a chore. There's no way around it. That's fair. (laughs) It just has this weird sense of like desperation to it now because there's just some stuff that's straight up going away. It's been been an interesting week. Has anything fun happened to you? Uh, I built my computer. Yeah, let's talk about this because you put (laughs) some pictures up on the Instagram. By the way, if you are listening to this and you have an Instagram – you have a moral obligation to follow us on Instagram and it's EFG LFG PST, obviously. So we know why you were building a new computer and that's because you were playing on a laptop that, Mm -hmm. that did not have long to live. No, it was uh, six or seven years old at this point. And while it played World of Warcraft, it was the game was no longer on my SSD drive because it was super like small. It's only 128 gigs, uh, and the game itself is basically 128 gigs. Uh, so yeah. I had nowhere to put my operating system, so I had to move it off into my secondary drive, which slowed everything down, which yep. just makes makes the game a little less fun. So. Yeah. Uh, I started compiling pieces of a new computer to build back into a desktop. Uh, This is the first time I've ever had a gaming desktop, and it's the first time I've ever built one and customized anything. And I got to say, pretty damn proud of myself. I'm pretty impressed, too. I saw all the pictures, you know, the step-by-step process. It was cool watching it. Mm Mm-hmm. And definitely inspired us because we're going to be building another rig for our oldest next year at some point. Mm -hmm. I was really impressed. I think it's cool to see the finished product. I love the case. Uh, My question for you is, like, how does it feel to play the game now that you're playing it like on a real machine? (laughs) Um, I it's it's pretty awesome. Not going to lie. I had to play on. So the graphics levels in WoW are what one through nine right now. Yeah as your options and they recommend level seven, but I was playing at like level three just to make the lag go away as much as possible. So the fact that I can play it on like eight and still get decent frame rate is pretty great. Yeah. Being able to play it so much prettier. Oh, absolutely. Cause that's one of the things that's really interesting about world of Warcraft is they've designed this game to scale down real far right like they do everything they can to make it so that as many computers as possible will play on this thing to be able to run it not that much of a miracle but when you can take advantage of some of the graphical improvements that they have made and the new textures and the new lighting and the new shadows etc it's a it's pretty cool to be able to do that And so I am glad that you are finally among us with the real computer playing World of Warcraft. And what's also awesome is because you have a new machine or a new-ish machine and you only play one game, 
mm-hmm. as you play this one, you're gonna be able to use that computer forever. Yeah. And the Just nice thing great. is that, like, because I put it together and it's customized and everything, I can go back in and upgrade pieces of it if I need to. Yeah, absolutely. That's watching your rig get built piece by piece. In it came along with commentary from the general who has built computers of her own mm-hmm. saying, oh, well, yeah, we could totally, you know, they, they just announced those new graphics cards. If we needed to, we could go get it, which then proceeded to get my oldest very excited about mm-hmm. trying to get a ray tracing graphics card so we can get the RTX version of Minecraft because that's what you need ray tracing for. Is uh, I, I The one that I have is actually a ray tracing one. I, oh, I know. I know. I know. I'm a little I jealous. Know. <laughs> so, you know, so when you play Minecraft, uh, right? You can, you can play ray tracing. You, you do ray tracing, and, and I'm I'm being silly. It is actually really cool looking. <laughs> so, uh, let me tell you my funny story. So, we know that I am on this quest to build an alt army. Yes. And so that's well known at this point to podcast listeners and our guild even if some of the people in our guild are a little confused by it, the the people who know, know what I'm Mm -hmm. doing. But so I am now split across two servers because I have characters on Argent Dawn, but also on the Scryers that is linked to us. And so one of the things I found out, and this goes along with the pre-patch for Shadowlands is the level squish is making it so that demon hunters and death knights start at level one. Which so they don't currently. Yes. Right now, death knights start at level 55 and demon hunters. I keep forgetting. I keep thinking that they start at 90. They actually start at 98. I was going to say it's 98. It's 98. Yeah. I thought it was 90. And, and realistically, I always forget 90 is still pretty good, Yeah, but they start at 98. And so it is a good idea if you currently play World of Warcraft. And if you haven't thought about this, I encourage you to do it. Roll in and make a Death Knight. And if you haven't made a Demon Hunter yet, just make one. Just make it, leave it sitting there. And the reason for that is you you get basically free levels. And so I went to go do that. You know, I actually created four Death Knights mm-hmm. on the Scryers. Just in case, this is just in case I needed like a lot of them. I don't know why, but I was like, I'm never going to be able to do this again. So I may as well do it because most of the time boosting characters costs money. Yep. Right. So, and then I went to create the demon hunter. It was like, oh, well, you can't create another demon hunter unless you have a character that is level 70 on the server. You know what? That makes sense, right? They want there to be a commitment. They basically don't want you to just roll into a server and make a level 98 character and move on. Yeah. So I had to call, I had a decision to make. Do I level a Death Knight to 70 so that I could then create a Death Knight or a Demon Hunter on that server, which I could then eventually level up and, and use? And I went back and forth on it, and I am I eventually just decided to do it. This mm-hmm. past Saturday, I said, you know what? I'm going to take one of my guys, and I'm just going to just crunch and get to level 70. And, you know, you get pretty far just by going through the standard Death Knight starting experience, right? Because it has, like, its own questing zone and starting stuff near the mm-hmm. Plaguelands. Yep. And 
I and it also teaches you how to play the class and introduces you to all the mechanics, et cetera, because it's a complicated class. Yeah. And I went and rocked it. And somehow within literally a day, I got very lucky on some quests where I was able to complete them very quickly. Um, and also being able to fly because, you know, you can't fly right away. If you if you are looking to level a character right now and you're in the level 60 area, go as long as you can fly, go to Outland, which is the Burning Crusade, the very first expansion. That's where flying was invented. And the early zones are not designed with flying in mind. So yeah. you're able to basically sequence break a whole bunch of stuff and beat quests that you shouldn't in seconds that you shouldn't have been able to do. And it man, does it make it go faster that along with the double XP. So in one day I managed to get one of my 55 death knights up to 70. And then I got myself free death knight over there or not death knight demon hunter. And uh, it was, it felt really good. Now I don't know how soon I'm going to be playing these characters as I have another alt army, but it really felt good to me to kind of have them all there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think the only thing I have to do, cause I'm not sure what happens to demon hunters if you don't take them through their starting quest. So I think I actually oh, I need, know. so I think it is possible and I may need to even do this with the death Knights and I'm is I'm probably, if I can't find definitive information that I'm going to be okay, I'm probably going to have to play all, all of those characters and just get them out of the starting zone or at the very least like start them. Yeah. The, de the death Knights are easy. You just leave and, you know, take a flight path and just kind of don't do their quest. But the demon hunter is long because there's like a whole like planet thing and fighting some demons and it's kind of crazy. That'll yeah. take me a couple hours. But that's when I say it's been a chore getting ready for the next expansion because I, right. you know, I have this like a list of stuff to do and I'm just checking a box every day trying to yep. get it done. I know and you've mentioned to me a couple of times that you're just like, just checking those boxes. <laughs> just checking get the boxes. Ready. I think I am. I think I only have a few more things to do. That's One of them is going to take me a while. So, and I, I'm debating, and we'll talk about it later, but I'm debating whether or not I'm going to do this like new pet thing. I probably will, but yeah. it is, yeah, it's. I'm done with professions for a while. That's one thing I will say. I've spent a lot of money learning professions mm -hmm. and I'm just going to be done with that for a little while because man, is it expensive to buy your way into Legion or Warlords of Draenor professions just because that those two expansions, unless you played in them, you can't fly. So it's really hard to gather your own stuff. Yeah. And some of the things are very expensive. So it's really challenging to go get the stuff. What is cool about what I am doing is I am always feeling like I'm making progress. That's one of the reasons I really like this game is it feels like I am always being productive. You know? That's good. I mean, it's the nice part about an open world, never ending game. Right. As you know, in our guild, before we started recording, people were talking about being bored. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> like, what do you mean you're bored? Now, admittedly, some of these people have a, a character of every class at the level cap and, you know, whatever. And I'm not quite there. So maybe when I get to the end of Shadowlands, I might have time to be bored, but I don't think so. I got an all army to build. So, right. 
So yeah, that's my story for this week. It's been, I really have been just living the dream of productivity. I also made like 50,000 gold this week. I don't know what, I don't know what the heck all happened, (laughs) but I found out that people really like buying water walking equipment. Mm, that's true for their mounts weeks I, before you they step into an expansion where they lose flying by yeah. the way do you need water walking shoes for your oh mount? honey no i'm a shaman i water walk all the time oh, oh that's true <laughs> i was gonna say did i get you, to cheat the you, system i was like did you just hunt oh honey no yep <laughs> um do you need them for your non-shaman characters probably yeah so because you just oh honeyed me. I'm going to take that not as disrespect and as concern, but I can make you the horseshoes that will make it so you can walk on water. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> What's really funny is to make it, you make special horseshoes and then you have to make dredged leather bladders. So I'm thinking about canonically what is happening and you're basically strapping leather balloons to your horse's feet. Yep. And the truth is, most of like I don't know many people whose the mount that they use primarily is a horse. Yeah, I can you only know? think of a handful of people that do. Like most people at this point have some some people use battle cats like the sabers, True. but just about everybody at this point has some kind of weird thing. And I, I just it just is weird to me to the idea of strapping these leather bubbles onto their feet. But hey, whatever, if, as long as it works. And I sold many of them this weekend. That's good. I haven't sold any so far today, but I think things probably just slow down during the week, I'm guessing. So a lot of the times things don't tend to move on Mondays because the reset happens tomorrow. Oh, OK. That makes sense. So... A lot of the times, like I, when I was playing stuff in the auction house, I would hold off on Mondays to put anything up until Tuesday because everything kind of resets and uh, it would actually be up for like the full amount of time. All right. Okay. That makes sense. It does, in fact, make sense. So that's that's my story. I'm sticking mm-hmm. to it. I'm in, <laughs> I, I am still enjoying this game. And I hope, Lord, I hope I am right. This is, this would be a bad time to decide that I hate this game. Nine episodes of the podcast. (laughs) So we had some interesting news about the expansion this week. We are still anxiously awaiting the date for the pre-patch. We still don't know when it's coming, which is depressing. I mean, in as much as, and waiting for news about a video game can be depressing. Yeah. I mean, I think people have it relatively narrowed down to one of two weeks. It's either going to be September 22nd or September 29th. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think, you know, it's definitely going to be one of those, which means if it's the 22nd, that means they kind of have to tell us soon because that's next Tuesday. Right. So they would have to tell us soon, Uh, which leads me to believe that I think the 29th is more likely because probably. Like, unless they told us tomorrow, like, by the way, y'all, this is the last reset before the level squish and all the other changes. Mm-hmm. I think and it would be better chaos if they told us. Zeus. <laughs> yeah. Or if they told us tomorrow that it was two weeks. That feels like it's more likely to mm-hmm. me. So we are still anxiously awaiting, but we have gotten some more information about how the game will be played. And, you know, there's been a whole lot of hubbub about the 
covenant system, which we've talked about in depth on previous episodes, where you know you have to basically pick a team. And some of the more competitive players, obviously, EFG, LFG, PST is a podcast for casual fans. So for us, we're not really all that concerned. But the super competitive folks have indicated that they have their concerns. And Blizzard kindly told them to chill. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Pretty much. And so that happened. But they did provide some other information, which I think is actually really cool. And it's about alts and how secondary, tertiary, et cetera, characters will level through the expansion. Yeah. So, Dana, how's it work? So if you remember, I was just kind of perusing through YouTube yesterday and I saw a YouTube video about like alts skipping leveling. And I was just like, I texted you and I was like, hold up, like what? And then I watched it and I was like, oh, okay. So it's not quite what I thought it was, but it's still pretty cool. So they don't get to just skip the leveling, but when your alts get to the Shadowlands content, instead of having to go through the whole storyline of all four covenants and learning their abilities and doing the whole lore, even though you kind of already know what's going on, you can choose to say, hey, listen, I've already done this before. I'd like to just pick my covenant now. And it'll give you that option so that you can start doing your end game content stuff like collecting anima and pushing to really up your renown and everything while you level. This is... For me, this is the best case scenario. And we've talked about it before, but just for sake of review, the way that Shadowlands will work is unlike the last couple of expansions where you kind of got to choose where you went and in what order you tackled the content. Now it has a very set path of where you go and when. (laughs) And the story unfolds thusly. And the first character you play which they would presume would be your main, although that doesn't really mechanically a main character doesn't matter. But like whatever the first character that you play is, you must go through the four zones in the in order. And by going through those four zones, it will actually give you a chance to like temporarily join each covenant to get a taste for what their abilities are and what you get out of it. Right. And obviously you get a a sense of the flavor of that covenant by leveling through the zone. Mm-hmm. The alts being able to just pick one really saves you from having it gives it, it means that you have a different leveling experience for it, your second character. Like if you're one of those people that only has two of which there are plenty, that means you, you have two different leveling experiences. It's not like you're playing the same thing over and over and over again. Right. And that's awesome in and of itself. But also for tertiary and beyond characters, it means that if you are if you have a character that has a very specific goal, like, for example, you want to be exalted with a given covenant or with a given faction within that zone, it gives you the ability to start working on that before you even get to the level cap, which it's really awesome for, you know, like me, right? I have an alt army and every character has a job, right? And we talked about that last week. You know, every one of my characters exists for a very specific reason. And now I can, and obviously I don't know what all those details are now. I'll figure that out while I am leveling up my primary character. But I'll have the 
opportunity to like really laser focus characters if I want to, or if I want to just level through it again and do all the quests, I can do that. Yeah. And having like the power of choice is so great on this, but I am, I think this was a best case scenario. I hope they stick with this moving forward mm-hmm. because it's a really cool thing. And, and honestly, looking at some of the comments from YouTube videos and even comments under them, this particular change has been welcome. I think everybody yeah. is pretty happy that they don't have to go through the full leveling experience again, unless they want to, which, you yeah. know. You have the option, which is nice. Like, if you really want to do it, if you really want to treat each character like it's their first time through the stuff and they they want to experience it in full, then you can. If you want to just level up an alt super quick and, like, you know, for you, like, you have your alt army and you want to get them to the end game content so that they can, like, help you make armor or potions or whatever for the group, like, they can get there faster. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so I think the other kind of neat advantage is it means that leveling through the story of the game is a special experience. And it's one that you can start with in the beginning, right? And then you can kind of, you know, maybe towards the end of the expansion, you might do it again. Um, You know, when you're, especially when they're going to add more story content. Right. There's just going to be more stuff tacked on. We're going to have a 9.1, a 9.2, a 9.3 that will add more stuff. And so being able to play through all of the story in like one complete shot will be interesting because I know I had a different experience playing through the story at this expansion than say you did because you played it in pieces. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily bad, but you played it in pieces. So it was a little different than what I saw. So I think. It's the coolest thing. They certainly hit. They, they did it right here, as far as I am concerned. And uh, and like I said, choice is always better for casual players. We oh, get yeah. to decide what we want to do and how our fun is shaped. And so, yeah, I think that's pretty neat. Yeah. Along the same vein, did you hear that the Allied Race Gateway is going away? Yeah. Oh man, getting rid of the reputation requirements. Yeah for the allied races is amazing. So allied rate, I only have two unlocked and ultimately that is because of the reputation requirements. Right. Same. And with those going away, I think it is very likely that I'll be able to just by leveling, you know, just by leveling characters, I'll be able to complete some of these expansions or some of these achievements because that's what you have to do now. You just complete an achievement and you get the character, you get the recruitment quests to open up. Mm -hmm. And I think that's awesome. I can't wait. You pretty much to get two of them, you just have to go through one zone in legion and you get two alliance and i think there's two on the horde for the same thing and so that's gonna be pretty awesome i think yeah because i mean like i don't play horde all that much but i kind of want to just roll a volpera to like have one because it's adorable Um, but i don't have a horde character up it high enough in level to be able to unlock that so the fact that they're that gateway is going away for me to be able to just roll one is pretty awesome. Well, you still have to complete an, you still have to complete an achievement. Okay. Oh, you just don't have to grind a, 
uh, you don't have to like grind rep, but you still have to complete an achievement. And then there's a quest that you complete. The only thing that they are removing is the, the reputation grind, but that was the hardest part. Yeah. Uh, I can just go find, <laughs> find the quest and get the yeah, achievement yeah. and exactly be done with it. Exactly. You know, like the light forge drain eye and whatever the, the elves are that you can the do. The void elves? The void elves on Alliance. You get both of those opened and then you get the recruitment quests just by completing there's an expansion there's a, a quest line in the i think it's arthas there's a zone that's full of demons argus argus not arthas argus so <laughs> i don't know whatever no, you're fine so apparently just clearing that zone and being somewhat meticulous you'll mm-hmm. complete the uh you'll complete the objectives so it's i think it's a really cool it, it's a cool change and will give people more choices to get more characters because some of those alt races are or allied races are pretty awesome i says yeah. the guy whose hunter is a culturing human <laughs> okay so the last piece of like interesting news and i don't quite understand it is we found a secret like battle pet that's been in the game for like, a year and somehow this week someone found it someone figured out how to get it you explain this to me because i have never felt more stupid <laughs> so they kind of have one of these every expansion for the last couple where there's this secret achievement that gives you a, like a mount or something that people take months and months to figure out through data mining and sluicing and whatever of this information that they find from Blizzard and they find patterns and anomalies essentially. And they're just like, what is this? And they they go into it and they dig a little deeper and they realize that it's something super cool. And then they figure out the, the pattern and the methodology on how to get it. So a couple of expansions ago, we had the Nightmare Mount, which is like a purple unicorn. And that thing was chaos in a bottle to get because it was like this labyrinth that was multi-layered and you had to like find these colored orbs and put them in their corresponding runes, but you had to like map out your pattern through these doors because you had to remember how to get back. And it took everybody hours to get it. And then last expansion... I believe it was last expansion might've been this expansion. They had the hive mind mount where you basically get to be like a jellyfish, like a tentacly jellyfish. And the people that you do the hidden quest with, you get to basically be a travel mount with each other. You can jump into the hive mind and it increases your movement speed, which is pretty cool. So this is this expansion's new new latest and greatest secret thing to do. So they figured out that there's this cool, super rare, super complicated thing to get. And somebody figured out a guide to help us get it. And you and I looked over the guide and it's it, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's complicated. And so the 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 pet's name is Jennifer. <laughs> Jennifer or Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, F-U-R, or Yennefer, we aren't sure that the downside to the vast majority of the information in this game being delivered via text, you don't know how to pronounce everything. But so 
you have to go to Ashenvale, which is on one continent, mm-hmm. and see it and talk to a ghost. And then, is it a ghost? I don't know if she's a ghost. I'm probably pretty ghost. sure she's a ghost. You talk to a person named Amara Luna Star. I don't know if she's a ghost or not. The pictures that I have seen, she looks pretty ghost-like. Yeah. And then you have to go to Elwyn Forest, which is on another continent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in a house there, there is a, an empty cat dish. You need to interact with both the, the ghost and the cat dish. And the cat dish is near a crazy cat lady. Correct. Now, if you do that correctly, then when you go to a raid that was from Legion, I believe, called Karazhan, Mm -hmm. you then, there is a NPC in one of those areas that reacts differently to you if you have interacted with both of these things before. And that triggers an event that is timed, by the way, where you need to run about Karazhan and find eight different pieces of meat. And then you need to come back to the opera house, which is where he is, and put the meat down in a specific pattern on the grid floor. And if you do those things successfully, which by the way, the time limit is five minutes, which means you got a truck Mm-hmm. And the cat comes out, and it is a little fat gray cat. <laughs> and occasionally, it turns into a void form, like it was summoned by a, a warlock, and it whispers kind of demonic things to you, like "feed me flesh" or "your eyes look delicious" or things like that. Which, truthfully, are things that I believe that our cats think about anyway. <laughs> and so we don't know currently if getting this pet is time gated but it doesn't seem like it will be because you can still get the unicorn and the the jellyfish shenanigans right i'm pretty certain that you can i haven't so, heard to the contrary so it, it doesn't sound like it's time gated so you have some time but if you are a current player and you're looking for stuff to do while you wait for the pre-patch this is a decent way to spend an, an evening running around continents, getting this done. I have seen some folks do it, and they have set out to do it, and it's only taken them a couple hours. Just And really, it's just because they were moving slow and reading guides. And there are groups that are all over the place near Karazhan full of people that have done it before, so you might even be able to use the group finder. Mm-hmm. But you can definitely solo it if you have a level 120 character because Karazhan is an old raid. You just probably have to just not be dumb. So, so uh, Return to Karazhan is a level 110 raid, pretty sure. Yeah, so that shouldn't be too bad, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you can solo it at this point. Yeah. You just have to not be dumb. Yeah. You probably wouldn't pull the whole instance. But, no. you know, I mean, if you want, unless you want to live dangerously, I mean, you do you. I'm not here to judge you. So, <laughs> all right. So that is the Jennifer or Yennefer. I don't know. We'll figure it out. The demon cat. I'm excited. I'm going to try and get that sometime this week. Maybe. Yeah. Probably. Has anybody in our guild gotten it yet? Yeah, like a ton of people. Uh, of course they have. Uh, I think uh, as we speak... The Guild Retribution Paladin is on the quest. Oh. 
he's going to get it done. Talked about some of the news. Obviously, you know, I've, I've actually been looking outside of some stuff that we can't really share here, but maybe we'll put some screenshots up on the Instagram. They did finally reveal the the tier sets they're going to be coming out of castle nathria i don't know if you saw that oh i haven't oh so we'll have to take a look at it and maybe we'll put some screenshots up on the instagram because they do look pretty cool the cloth set is the absolute clear winner no but... questions asked the cloth set is the clearest of winners Ooh, um, plague doctor yeah it's a plague doctor oh do you know my what that God. is it's like something out of the, you know, out of like the Black Plague. It's got oh the weird God. beak thing. It looks real cool. I am very Love much, that. I'm very much looking forward to doing the LFR raid with my mage so that I can get that. Or, you know, barring that, going back to it next expansion and getting it from my mage. Right. <laughs> Ugh, um, I'm so yeah, sad that I'm male. This is stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not too late to change your main. Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The good news is you'll probably be able to bring your mage into the alt raid and this get is that. true. Oh, she's totally gone. So we'll put some of those up on the Instagram. It, yeah. This is one of those exciting times where we get to see what kind of cool cosmetics and. <laughs> these are you know there's a lot of really cool gear that we still have no idea what it looks like so this is going to be a fun time but tier sets are like a special occasion so all right let's get to our topic so the suggestion was given to me by my wife and she suggested that we talk about how as a new player to get in so this is one of those things where I'm going to be div- taking this section of the podcast and breaking it out into its own little thing. So for those of you just listening now, welcome to EFGLFGPST. <laughs> We're going to talk about how to get started as a brand new player in World of Warcraft. And the reason for that is now's a really good time, I think. It's a brand new expansion. It's a brand new leveling experience, which means you don't have to dig through all of that, you know, all these different levels before you can get to the end game and meet a guild and kind of join them. Because really, I think guilds are kind of the core yeah. gameplay element. So I guess we got to start with the, the biggest decision that you got to make, which is Alliance. Or Alliance. Or yeah. So how I mean, both of us clearly have made our choice. We <laughs> chose Alliance when we started. I chose Alliance because that's where the dwarves went. And I've said this before, that if dwarves were horde for some reason, I would have been a horde. Yeah. It's just how it is. So how would you recommend that someone make a choice on that? So, I mean, you can go the super analytical side. When you go to pick a character and you pick Horde or Alliance and you look at the different races, each of the races has like a little blurb next to them, kind of like explaining what they are. And you can look up like their lore and everything. And you can pick based off of that, like based off of where you feel you most belong personality wise or whatever. Um, like, or you could just go aesthetics wise, like what looks the coolest. Like I know a lot of people who just really love the undead males because they look like little goth rockers and <laughs> their, their dance is literally like headbanging. So you could go that route or um, like, I mean, I chose it 
back in the day, it was, quote, good guys versus bad guys. And all of my friends played for the, quote, good guys. So I ended up in the alliance. Yeah, that used to be how it was. It was that's how it was sold to me. And the the quote unquote bad guys were like, no, you know, it's not that way. But like, come on, guys. Like, we know what side the orcs were on in mm-hmm. the in the original Warcraft game. But they have Blizzard realizes this and they have gone a long way to try and <coughs> excuse me. And really kind of even that out. You know, the horde are not you know, mindlessly evil. They have, you know, they're very honor bound and they have their own specific mission. I think what would be for me, if I had to decide now and dwarves were not in the game, (laughs) (laughs) we have to remove the dwarves. (laughs) Let's just, just for sake of the fiction, let's just remove dwarves because they, they cheat. And I will, like I said, I would go to whatever side had them (laughs) for me. I think I'm just, I would just go purely with the aesthetics of the races. Like what do I want to play as? Mm Mm-hmm. And for me, like my second favorite race in the game, and this is going to sound absolutely crazy, is I love Torin, which are these big Minotaur guys. I, if it was not for the, uh, if it was not for the Dwarves in the Alliance, I would have been a Torin hunter, like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. I probably would have been a Torin druid at first, but I would definitely have made a Torin hunter as soon as I saw the uh, giant stalker epaulets on a yeah. uh Torin just because I love the shoulder the the shoulder models on the armor sets and Torin huge <laughs> have big shoulders yeah so that's how I would have gone and I think as going with aesthetics is not a bad idea the reality is no. you have an interesting story and it's not like you can't make characters on both sides so yeah, I mean we I think we both have characters on both sides uh I do not have any horde characters <gasps> you don't oh well I, well, I made the – you know what? I probably do on like some random server. That's fair. But I it never really put a huge amount of effort into them. However, I did promise myself that after the expansion, after I have kind of figured out my stuff, <laughs> I'm going to go and try and make a horde character and level it through the, you know, the various zones mm-hmm. just to kind of – experience what the horde was like probably you know play it through battle for azeroth and see what they're because they have like a whole different everything yeah so it'd be like playing a completely different game so i am kind of interested in that seeing how it all works so i've never done both i've kind of been too dedicated to one faction that's fair i i recently made a horde character and i wanted to play a shaman because that's what i play and it's a character that like i'm most comfortable with and i was super limited in what uh, what races I could be on the horde side and it kind of made me mad because I was like man I would really love to be x y or z but I can only pick a b or c <laughs> yeah so I was just like man like the reason the biggest reason why I've stayed alliance is because when I've made all of my alts I don't really like any of the character models of the horde characters I don't like being an orc I don't like being a troll I don't like being undead so They've never really aesthetically made me want to turn and play anything Horde. Like the Blood Elves, sure, because they're super pretty and they're tiny and they're really cool looking. But you can only be like, nope, can't be shamans. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I totally get it. I do. And so it is a it's an interesting conundrum that you find yourself in trying to choose. But the good news is it's not permanent. So that's the first step. Right. Choosing a faction. I, I, clearly, the next piece is choosing a race. And for that one, there are really two levels on that is that you can just go by the aesthetic, which is what does it look like? What does it sound like? All of the races have racials. And so you can look them up and see which ones you think look cool. They're all pretty well balanced at this point. It used yeah. to be that it was crazy broken. Mm -hmm. There were like racials within classes. You know, like remember back in vanilla where you had to have a dwarf priest. So if you were going to make a priest, you just may as well make it a dwarf. Yeah. That kind of thing. They, they've pretty much evened a lot of that out, but you can read those and decide on what you want. Yep. And um, the other piece is, you know, just kind of what class you want to play, because that will obviously, as you have experienced, Anna, limit what you want to do. Because if you, you want to play a shaman, you can't be a human, for example, or, you know, you can't be an undead. Right. So that's important too, keeping in mind the classes. Now, we're not going to go here and list every single class, but I think we can definitely talk about the roles, right? And so you got to choose what kind of stuff you want to do. Yeah. And class is really about how you want to interact with the game. And it really is very similar to some of the questions I would ask while I was playing, asking people what they want to play in like Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. It's like, how do you want to interact with the game? Like, do you want to get up in its face and hit it with a two handed ax? Do you want to shoot it with a bow and arrow or a gun? Do you want to cast magic spells? Do you want to heal other people while they beat them up? And then really just picking a direction kind of narrows some of that down. Mm -hmm. And, and there are also other, there are a number of classes, shamans, for example, that can do multiple things. Yep. And so the, those hybrid classes give you a, a chance to kind of do a little bit of everything like paladins and monks and, and shamans druids. and druids who literally can do everything. Yep. They are almost too good. They might even be too good. They're great. Do you have any other insight into that one other than just kind of knowing what you want to do? Or thinking about what you might want to do? Honestly, the picking the class is just kind of, do you want to smack stuff up in its face? Do you want to smack stuff from afar? Or do you want to be a support role and heal? And like yeah. keep everybody alive? And then you kind of can narrow it down from there. Because then it's like, if you pick faction and then race, and the, or even just class, and then from the class, you narrow down what kind of race you can be. You've got only maybe a small handful of options and then you just go aesthetics, like which, which way do you want to go? And you can always, I'm pretty sure like you can test out classes there and characters are. now. Yep. There absolutely is. There's a class. And that's the next thing is once you've kind of made this decision, I don't think anybody should spend two hours creating a character in World of Warcraft. In fact, I would encourage you to make a character with the intention of deleting it as soon as you get to like level 10, right? Mm -hmm. Just to learn the mechanics and figure it out and, you know, die a bunch and whatever, right? Yeah. Just make a throwaway and play it on one of those demo accounts that you can play for free. And yep. then because you can play up to level 20 for free. So making characters that are level 20 kind of roll with that. 
And then, but using the class trials, once you have an idea of what you want to do, play the class trial and they'll teach you how to play it at a high level. So you get an idea if it's something you want to do. Some classes are pretty complicated or they just have a, a specific mindset. Like I really am not good with my mage. Objectively, the mage is no more difficult to play than say my paladin or my monk. But I've just, I've never been much for the paper tiger glass cannon character, which is absolutely what a mage is. They're, they mm-hmm. die if things get to them, but yep. they set things on fire real good. Yep. <laughs> so, so once you've picked a fashion, a race, and a class, you are off to the races. Really. Uh, got, you got to name it. Well, you got to name it. Okay. So naming <laughs> characters is incredibly difficult. Everybody's yeah. going to do that differently. I would pre- I'm going to presume that at this point, the only people who are wanting to play WoW who have never played WoW are going to be people who have named a fantasy character before. Fair. So how do you name your characters? So you know how you have like a suffix for all of your characters? I do, in fact, have, have a suffix. You and have they guard. End guard. Yeah. So I have a prefix. I have Neff in most of my characters. I have a couple that aren't, but Neff is like the prefix for most of my characters. And when I was trying to figure out what to name my class or my first character, I wanted a name that was easy to say and had a nickname. So I had the ability to go by something shorter than what my name was. And it needed to be easy in one syllable. So then I started like researching Greek mythology and Egyptian gods and goddesses. And I fell on Nefertiti and I was like, huh, that's kind of cool. I was like, I can go off of the prefix of Nefertiti and do Nef and just change the end. So I ended up with Nefera. Turns out Nefera is a super common name in this game, <laughs> but it's kind of where Nef came from. And then I just kind of changed the suffix off of Neff and became Neff for the last 15 years. The way I do. Everything has to end in guard. That's mm-hmm. just the rule. And so I look for something that starts before it by looking up a word that I associate with the class I am playing. That's fair. Except for Dornguard. Dornguard is just literally, uh, I hit the randomizer name generator and Dornguard popped up and I was like, oh, I like it. <laughs> for, for a dwarf paladin. Yeah. Like we're going to roll with that. And I've been Dorn ever since. So, but now what I'll do is I'll look up a, a word that I think is meaningful for that character or that class. And then I go to Google translate and I translate it. So for example, my previous hunter, his name was Rindil guard and Rindil is Phoenix more or rebirth more or less and because that was because he was becoming my new main so it means rebirth and in some language i forget and venandegard is wind so that's ah, my new okay. in some language and so, I will so say I, that's probably a better monk name yeah but <laughs> fun like, facts fun facts rusgard r-u-z-g-a is also wind so I kind of rolled okay. with both of them. Okay. We're good. Actually, wait, no, Venandegard, Venanda, because Venanda is hunter in another language. So she's like right on the nose. I got it wrong. Okay. Hers is literally hunter in another language. And I keep doing that. With that said, I will tell you this. If you're ever looking for a name for a char- for a fantasy character in any game, you know what is a great place to get good fantasy names? Google. Generic medications. Okay. Ah, yes. So okay, I have to deal with those on the reg at work. <laughs> yeah. So let me tell you, a Torvastatin 
Like that, that is somebody, a cholesterol med. Yeah, that is a cholesterol <laughs> med. Yeah, exactly. So, or just Lipitor, right? Like Lipitor just sounds like a barbarian. Let's be real with ourselves. Uh-huh. So the so the idea would be if you just look up a list of generic meds, as long <laughs> as this doesn't depress you. If it depresses you looking at med names, which is fair, don't do that. But another place is to look at the names of bacteria and viruses. Ah, that's more my wheelhouse. Because bacteria um, have, have some really some, cool names. They do. And we had a guy in our guild for the longest time that was Dinococcus. That's true. We do. Based on dinococcal bacteria. Yeah. And so I would encourage you to find lists of weird technical terms or medications or bones. So like, I have – so that all my characters that are not – Nef prefixed are strong female characters in one of in some of my favorite book series. So I've gone that route too. I think that's fair. It's not like you're making LARP characters where you're going to be surrounded by nerds who will 100% know mm-hmm. the books that you're playing and will mock you for it. And they're in person here. We we kind of live with that. So like, there's mm-hmm. definitely somebody on every server named Cloud. Like, there just definitely is. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's someone named Shrek on every um, on every uh, on every server. So, yeah, using popular characters from fiction if it's available. Yes. Have take heart in this. There's a randomizer button. So if you really don't want to think about all that much, oh, you can yeah. literally just jam the random button until you find something that you like. I have also done that. So. Because the randomizer, it gives you some good stuff. And I've never used the randomizer and have it pick a name that actually already existed. So I think you're safe. Now, all right, you've created a character. I guess the, before you did that, you had to pick a server. And so so I guess we're, we're doing this a little out of order. So before you did all that, you had to pick a server. There, there used to be a significant difference between servers. There were PvP servers, there were normal servers, there were RP servers. Realistically, those distinctions are gone now. Yeah. So to, if you want to roleplay and you go to an RP server, you will be more likely to find people who are roleplaying. However, even there, probably not so much. But the what I will say is you definitely want to look at the server population. And because that is something that is becoming a problem with World of Warcraft, and it always happens towards the end of expansions, is that some servers have no people in them because yep. they are low population. And as players on Argent Dawn, which is a low population server, um, which is so weird because we used to have to wait in queue to log in to raid because we were on a high pop server and the server was full and we had to wait for people to sign off the server so that we could get in to the game. Yeah. And now it's low pop. And now we can just sign in, no problem. (laughs) So what I would encourage everybody to do is, you know, you know what you would prefer. You know, if you want, you know, if you want the social aspect where you want there to be lots of people all the time, you're going to want to go to a high population server. Mm-hmm. And, or at the very least, like a medium or something like that, you, you'll know where to, you'll see where to go. Um, and it will definitely, you know, kind of help be with that aspect. Mm-hmm. If you want something smaller, <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me, then 
you know, go to a go to a lower population server. The good news is if you choose something, you decide you don't like it, you can move. It just costs money. Mm-hmm. Unless uh, but it's they're not- doing like the free transfers to like the new servers. Yeah, that's true. But for the most part, you got to pay for it. It's not yeah. it's not very expensive. Sure. Um, getting started, you know, once you have a character and you're on a server, the next step is to just play the game. Yeah. You got to play. You got to learn. You got to figure out if that's the character you want to play. But I'm going to encourage everybody to spend time in capital cities like Stormwind, Ironforge, Orgrimmar, whatever, and talk to people in the general chat. Yeah. And like get used to who people are because this is a social game. And you can definitely play it solo. But the best part of this game is the social part to it. Like this Absolutely. is not th- this is not Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild here. You know what I mean? Like you don't <laughs> play World of Warcraft because it is the best mechanical game out there. You play because this is an opportunity to meet and talk to people. And the best way to do that is to be in a guild. And so the only way you're going to do that is if you talk to people and meet people. Mm-hmm. So go to Capital Cities. And just talk and say hi to people when you see them around. And if you are ungilded, trust me when I say you will get invited to guilds. Yep. Um, but just know that if you don't like it, you can G quit and join another one. <laughs> there is also a guild finder. Um, I'm not sure what the I was hoping that you would explain that. How does that yeah. work? So I haven't really done it all that much. Um, yeah, well, it, was, it was implemented after we left. <laughs> yeah. But um, of what I know, it's you can choose. There's a couple of different filters that you can choose, and it'll give you the names of guilds on the server on your like faction side and how many people are in that guild. And you can, um, like, request invites to them, I guess, is what it is. Um, I haven't played around with Guild Finder in a hot minute because I've always been gilded. So I don't know a whole lot about it. I could attempt to, like, make well, a horde character it. and look at it. Well, I'm in it right now. Okay, good. So there is – so basically – there's a tab, you click on it, and there's yeah. Guild Finder, mm-hmm. and it tells you how, the name of the guild, how many people are in it, and then they have the opportunity to provide a description for the guild, and they can say what their focus is. So whether it be okay. rating or PvP, or there's one that's just social and leveling, which okay. is we just want to hang out and make new characters. And... Uh, I don't see, you know, just looking here on Archer Dawn, for example, most of them are social and leveling, although there is one reign of fire. I've that never is, even heard of them. Yeah. Um, and their focus is on raids. And they have 619 people in it. Interesting. We have like a thousand. We are a large guild, but it's all. Yeah, but like it's how all. many of them are, in, are our guild leaders alts? Um, this is true. So, they say they're a very active. This is the level of description they get. So, the let's see here. It's a very active guild. Raids, mythic pluses, weekly mount run, etc. Raid days are Monday, 
and Friday from 7.45 to 10. Um, and then there is an AOTC normal run on Saturday for alts and beginners. You will love us, I promise. Mm-hmm. Hey, that sounds kind of cool. That um, sounds like a cute guild. If I wasn't in ours, I would totally go there. Oh, they're so adorable. They're so adorable. <laughs> listen, listen to her being like, oh, and they do normal runs on Saturdays. It's How so adorable. Cute. It's so cute. That was like <laughs> kind of condescending, but we're not going to go there. There's one guy that was like, there's no reason you would want to join my trash guild. <laughs> um, I would totally just, oh my God, there's a guild called Costco. Oh. Um. Okay, so some people do some crazy stuff but and so you can filter i just want one that does raids and let's see what we got oh joe a's on there nice okay um i didn't know that that's our sister Um, yeah um and riders of rohan okay a lot of people in there wow i didn't know they had that many people so anyway um that's how the guild fighter works. So that is pretty, that is actually a pretty cool tool to mm-hmm. join. And there's literally just a button you request to join. And I'm guessing that the guild leader or officers get a notification of who the heck you are. Yeah. And then they hit a button if they want to let you in. Yep. Neat. That was definitely not around when I started. No, I think that that's like a MOP and later thing. I'm pretty sure. That sounds awesome. Why aren't we on there? Because um, we're not recruiting. <laughs> could be. Um, Fair. So, um, but that's just me being sassy. That's just me being sassy. So, we should um, just do an episode where we're just sassy about our guild. Uh, yeah, but our guild listens to this. That's fine. They know. <laughs> no, they know. Um, I know for a fact I'm going to get. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to get a message that's like, why you got to, why you got to try and make decisions like you're an officer. And I'll be like, because I was in the guild before the office used to be an officer and you're in before everybody else was. Cause I've, I was guild member number like six. That's why. Yeah. So I could do whatever I want. Anybody, everybody listening. This is me just being an elitist. So th- <laughs> that's, that, those are like some of the keys, man. Now, if you really don't know what to do, the game does a really good job of, yeah teaching you how to play as you level, right? Mm-hmm. They present you, especially if you wait until after the pre-patch where there's a new leveling experience, does a really good job of contextually explaining what your characters do, what professions are, what your abilities are for. And it forces you to kind of just learn and figure it out. You're not really left on your own. However, if after you finish that, you're still like, damn, I got no idea what I'm doing. YouTube is a thing mm-hmm. and there are tutorials on how to do all of the things. So I would encourage everybody to hop on in there and uh, watch just literally Google the words World of Warcraft guide class mm-hmm. and you will find videos for your class, your specialization, everything, all of yeah. the things. It will be great. Um, One of the things that I really love about the way that WoW levels you up um, from level one is that they introduce your spells and abilities one at a time. Yep. So it gives you the opportunity to learn one thing at a time and get used to it and then supplement with other things as they come in instead of just getting 40 spells or 40 abilities and just being like, here you go, figure it out. 
<laughs> True facts. True facts. Yeah, it's a little intense when they're just like, here, check out all of the stuff. And you're like, what are you talking about? I I, I don't want to do all of the stuff. I want to do some of the stuff. Yeah, you should Crusader Strike. What's that? <laughs> I mean, Crusader Strike. Fun fact, though. Uh, and that all of that is true unless you make a Death Knight or a Demon Hunter, at which point they give you all of those levels worth of stuff. Sure. But they expect that you know how to play the game by then. So. Fair. So that's it. That's how, that's our advice on how to get started in World of Warcraft. I think it is there's a lot to do to kind of get used to it, but I think if you follow some of those very basic steps, I think that will get you in there. Yeah, for sure. But then we did it. <laughs> Which is fun because we were not really sure what to do with this episode. We're kind of like we're in a lull. We're waiting for you know, pre-patch news. There's not a lot of fodder coming out from Blizzard. Like, what do we do? Well, I mean, there's some stuff, but some of it is way deep. Like, we don't need to talk about like mythic plus affixes and yeah, you know, raid and like the the procs on raid trinkets. Like, casual fans are listening to me say that, and they're like, "What just happened? I don't understand." <laughs> what and so, language are you speaking? Yeah, exactly. So I'm not going to expect anybody to 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 rock with those things. This is the casual podcast, but I think we managed. We managed pretty well. So Dana. Yeah. This has been episode nine. I can't believe it. We made it through. I know. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to episode nine of the Engaged Family Gaming. Nope, this isn't the Engaged Family Gaming podcast. That's my other show. I'm recording that tomorrow. This (laughs) has been episode nine of EFG, LFG, PST. This is a proud member of the Engaged Family Gaming podcast network. We just want to give people an opportunity to enjoy World of Warcraft and play it just like us. So we hope you had a good time listening to us and enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed recording it. We're going to be back next week, maybe with a pre-patch date. Uh, But at the very least, we'll be... At the very least, we'll be back to tell you some funny and slash embarrassing stories and talk about more WoW. So until then, we'll see y'all after the reset. Y'all have yourself a great week. Bye now. Bye.